Let us begin in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, welcome to another edition of Seeds of Truth. This is your host, Joel Craft, coming to you from KKXX Studios, Chico Life Radio 104.5 FM, and AM 930. It's great to have you with us another Monday evening, where we have the opportunity to talk about this very rich topic and theme of witness. Uh, this Monday, I am most excited to have a returning guest with me, Sarah Seibert. Uh, for some of you out there, you may remember Sarah. She was with her partner in crime, Mary Lee Pickering, as they were talking about living out their faith uh, as seniors in high school. And in that conversation, we talked about uh, discerning vocations, discerning futures. And if you remember, Sarah talked about Steubenville while she is home from Steubenville for a weekend. Uh, it is her uh, 19th birthday, so we do wish her a happy birthday. And she is with us to talk about, yes, her experience and what has made her first few months so special. So, Sarah, it is great to have you with me this evening. Great to be here, Joe. So, now, to speak in plain terms, as great as it has been, Sarah, I'm sure there have been some difficult moments. And in particular, Sarah, I'm thinking of homesickness. You know, there are many challenges that college freshmen face all across the country, especially college freshmen that travel across the country (laughs) to go to school, like you have. And uh, homesickness certainly plays such a huge role in the maturing process. When I went to Steubenville, for our listening audience, I too went to the Franciscan University of Steubenville from Chico. It was actually leaving Chico that for the first few months, they were very difficult. I did not have a birthday to come home to (laughs) two months afterwards, but uh, I remember it was very difficult. So you experienced that a little bit? Yes, I did. (laughs) How did you deal with that, Sarah? Well... First of all, having Mary with me from home, Mary mm-hmm. and Alex, mm-hmm. helped a lot because I don't, they were like familiar faces. I knew them really well. They knew what I was going through because they were going through the same thing. That helped a lot. And Mary mm-hmm. is my roommate, so we could talk about it. It was easier that way. Um, I called home a lot, <laughs> talked to my mom. That helped a lot, hearing her voice. And then just meeting new people and staying busy helped because it helped your mind stay off of it mm-hmm. and going to mass and things like that and just praying for them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Helped a lot. <laughs> yeah, just praying for them. It's interesting how when we are far from our loved ones, how just having them in mind and heart, how, how that can carry us, how that can lift us up. I mean, certainly to be able to do that in the setting of Mass is, is the best way you can do that. You know, Sarah, Franciscan University of Steubenville um, is very much on the map uh, for good reason. In so many ways, it is that one university, among others, that has really trained up what it means to be someone who is an evangelist, someone who who is a catechist. I like to call it um, Rome's farm system. (laughs) You know, Rome is all about the new evangelization, right? So the Catholic Church has really set out on this mission uh, for the new evangelization. And again, uh, to to simply define the new evangelization is to understand that uh, first we must Uh, be converted to Christ. Mm -hmm. We first must conform our lives to Christ, but uh, while we are converting to Christ and in Christ, we are always in mission. So it is conversion and mission, constantly seeking ways to bring more souls to Christ, and constantly doing so by going into the heart of 
of the culture. So we go into our downtowns, we go into the malls, and we're constantly looking for ways to evangelize. And so there's many ways to do this, and certainly Steubenville puts that mission front and center. So, you know, our listening audience locally, only so many people may have heard of Steubenville, Sarah, but we do have a national and international audience by way of podcast, and I think there our listeners might be more familiar with Steubenville. So as we talk about Steubenville, there'll be some familiarity with it, and maybe not so much, but at the same time, in both cases, I, I think our discussion today will, will help them. Because it's, at the very least, reassuring to know that there are places out there like Steubenville that are taking their faith so seriously uh, that really, that's the end game. You know, it's about our, our faith in Jesus Christ and living in the glory of God. Uh, so, you get to Steubenville, Sarah, you know, you have your orientation, you say goodbye to your mom, which I'm sure was very difficult. <laughs> I know it was for your mom. <laughs> what was the first thing that struck you once those emotions settled? The first thing was just how joyful everyone was. Just opening the door for you or smiling and saying hi to you as you walk by, even though you've never met them before. Mm. All the priests, like in particular, Father Nathan, he always has a smile on his face. He's always <laughs> laughing and joyful and mass. He's, you can just tell like without even looking at him that his voice is happy. Like mm. his voice gives off that. I don't know. It's just everyone's so joyful. That's yeah. what struck me. Mm. You had mentioned Father Nathan before we came on air here and, uh, I've had the chance to get to know him quite mm-hmm. well, and Sarah, you are not the only person who, who says that. In fact, I had lived in the same wing as him, and he certainly was a joy to me every day in the six months that I lived with him. You're going to have to tell him hello for me. <laughs> I, <will. laughs> I might call him, and he can come in <laughs> through, the, uh, through the radio. I think that would be good for a listening audience. So, Joy, and that's, you know, we were just talking about the new evangelization, and Sarah, you may be aware of this. They have probably quoted it on more than one occasion, mm-hmm. Steubenville, Pope Francis's exhortation on the new evangelization, which is called Joy of the Gospel. And it's interesting that you talk about joy, because certainly joy is at the very heart of evangelization. I think there's a tendency to think about evangelization and what we do and in, in the act. We don't always think about it and in, in how we live our lives. Certainly, when we have a living relationship with Jesus Christ, joy just comes out from us. And there's a kind of magnetism to that. I love the reflection that comes to us from the adoration of the Magi, where here you have the three wise men that, uh, upon seeing the star, as I think Matthew uh, 2.10 records, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. (laughs) I I I love that phrase. They rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. That's a redundant (laughs) series of words, isn't it? It, it, What's striking is it's a Greek phrase that, you know, usually the Greek is very um, economical, maybe two or three syllables, and that Greek is 13 syllables. It's almost flexing its muscle. Mm -hmm. So the English translates it as, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And the whole idea here is joy is not passive. When you have found what you're looking for, What we all desire, Jesus Christ, what do you do? You rejoice exceedingly with great joy, if you will. So joy evangelizes. It's not passive, it's active. It attracts. The first thing you think about, I said first thing, you said joy, specifically Father Nathan's joy. He has evangelized you and you don't even realize it. Mm -hmm. You you want to be a part of what he's a part of, what uh, really does make 
a place like Steubenville so special because as a community, as a community, there is a lot of joy. Yes. Um, another point, I went, we went to dinner with some nuns, me and Mary did on one of the nights, and they also were so joyful and happy all the time mm. because like you said, they found what they were looking for. It's not, they weren't looking anymore and they were just rejoicing and praying all the time and they mm. were the most joyful people I've ever met. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, ever, <laughs> ever. Uh, <laughs> we're not going to digress in movie quotes here. Um, so now, do they live on campus? They live in a house off campus. Okay. Yeah. Okay. As you're talking there, Sarah, I am uh, reminded that another beautiful thing about Steubenville is uh, that the presence of the many religious communities is part of what awakens the Catholic soul within all of us. I think really. It's just so beautiful. I mean, here you are. You probably didn't think a whole lot about maybe uh, the religious presence that you would encounter, and yet you're talking about uh, a TOR friar and th these religious sisters. Um, so all that being said, Sarah, life on campus takes on many forms. You know, when I was there for, for two years, certainly I found myself involved in a number of different things. First and foremost, the classes and the sacramental life was at the heart of it. Could you speak maybe to uh, your experience, at least in, this, in these first few months, as it relates to what makes the classroom at Steubenville unique, and at the same time, how the sacramental life, mass, confession, kind of nurture that? Well, in the classroom, unlike all the other colleges, there's only like 20 to a classroom maybe, or less. Mm -hmm. So it's very one-on-one. -on -one. The teachers can help you alone mm -hmm. you too and then there's yeah. a bunch of tutoring opportunities from um former students or students who are in their junior year they can help you they've gone through it they know what it's like and then just the teachers really care about your education one thing i don't know about in other colleges usually they're just like trying to get through the day but at steubenville they really care they really want to help you learn and they go through everything in very much detail so in class, we're going through notes. They have a bunch of examples to explain every concept that we're learning. In chemistry, that helps a lot mm -hmm. because chemistry is very difficult. Um, and then the faith life, just going to confession every day or not every day, but every week and then going to mass every day, that helps you just to, I don't know, it makes you feel so much better and growing so much deeper in your faith and mm -hmm. it helps you in your education. Yeah, it's interesting, Sarah, you had talked about joy being that one thing that stood out to you. And certainly I remember that standing out to me. But if there was another thing that stood out to me, and I don't know if this is the case for Steubenville now, but I was there a few weeks. It had dawned on me. Pretty much all of the students go to Mass every day. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's still the same yes, case, but if it's not all, it's, it's in the 90s. It's really striking. And then that they have... How many opportunities for confession each day? Two, I'm pretty sure. Okay, two. two. And I remember the lines always being long every day, <laughs> yes. you know. And hey, we're all sinners, right? <laughs> and those lines should be long. <laughs> if if the Eucharistic lines are going to be as long as they are, then those confessional lines should be uh, long as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, there's a sense of just being with people that are like-minded, different. You know, you, you guys come from different places. I know, Sarah, you've... You've had the opportunity to meet some, some new friends, yeah? Um, a girl named Cecilia. She's from Maryland, Annapolis, Maryland. And then a girl named Lindsay from Minnesota. And a girl named Kathleen from Tennessee. And these girls, like-minded, but I'm sure different. Yes, yes. very. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very different. <laughs> yeah, so as I'm thinking about this, Sarah, 
it's easy to get into this mindset, okay, well, life at Steubenville is going to class, going to mass, confession when you have a chance, and studying. But it's much more than that. There's a lot of other things going on. One of the those other things certainly is the household system, which I know is very popular. It is the uh, Christian version of the sorority or fraternity, if you will. And have you had the chance to, to look at any of those? Yes, on one of the Lord's Day, which is on Saturdays, me and Mary went and we visited one that's in Marion Hall. It's a very good community. Everyone becomes very good friends in the households, mm-hmm. and they can help each other grow closer to God. That's their goal. Mm-hmm. And so we sat in on one of them, and they pray, they read the gospel, they talk about the gospel, trying to understand what it's saying. And then they pass around bread and wine, and we each drink and eat of it as mm-hmm. a sign of that. And then... It's just, we have play games, we sing, and we just praise God, and it's, it's a very good community. Amen. I mean, I, I love the Christian accountability aspect of the household system. So I don't know, again, I'm going back to 17 years ago, there were probably 25 or so households, mm-hmm. but all of them had the Lord's Day at the heart of it, that Saturday evening coming together. And you you mentioned that the singing and the praying, certainly the life of worship is at the heart of Steubenville with Mass, of course, but also there's many other opportunities that Steubenville sets up for praise and worship kind of thing, a form of prayer. And I, again, I don't know if that's something that you've had the chance to, to be a part of. Yeah, there is. They have a praise and worship night every Tuesday. And that's the most amazing thing I've ever been to, I think so. Okay. Just <laughs> the singers are amazing and everyone's just, I don't know, they don't care. You know, they're just doing whatever they're called to do in that moment. Mm-hmm. And they're just letting go and praising their makers. Yeah. And, Amen. Yeah. I think that's an incredible thing. I think that's, again, one of those things that makes Steubenville unique. There's not going to be a lot of college campuses that are taking out an evening every week mm-hmm. to worship God. And again... 17 years ago, this was just not 10 people doing it. I mean, it was that the chapel was full. And again, I don't know if that's the case, but it is, it's, yeah. yeah, it's, it's a great thing. I love it, Sarah. Do you realize that you have now said on maybe three separate occasions, the most amazing thing you've ever experienced? <laughs> so, so there's the prayer life with the households. Uh, what about the intramural system? I, I love the intramurals. <laughs> it, they're division three now, I think. Uh, Franciscan University of Steubenville competes at a division three level. They weren't anything uh, when I was there. We just had intramurals. But the intramurals was, gosh, such an important part of, of the life on campus. So right now it's volleyball. Mm-hmm. Um, so me and Mary signed up online. And mm-hmm. we've been playing on a team with um, a girl named Catherine and me and Alex and Mary and um, a guy named Tony. Mm-hmm. And it's awesome just to have that night where you're not studying, you're not doing anything. And mm-hmm. it's like really competitive. So it's not like... You're just playing around. It's like you're really trying, which, mm-hmm. I don't know, that's a big aspect of it. And it's just really awesome and fun to play mm-hmm. games like that with people. And it's they have, like, brackets and everything, and so it's very serious. They take it very seriously. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I remember. It was pretty cutthroat, <laughs> Yes, <actually>. it is. <laughs> yeah. Here we are talking about Steubenville, and, you know, it's this great place to be in prayer. But, yeah, we need to be able to have that endorphin release. We need mm-hmm. to be able to... You know, we are body and soul. I mean, and so we need to take care of our bodies. And so something like the intramural system there at Steubenville is actually uh, integral to what it means to be, uh, you know, the best version of who God is calling us to be. We need to be able to 
to compete. We need to be able to break a sweat. You know, otherwise we'll go insane just studying all the time. <laughs> you know, I, I was talking about my sister, who's a sister, uh, Sister Victoria Maria, uh, on the air here the other day. And uh, we didn't get into this aspect of it, but they have their rec time. You know, she's a cloistered nun. Yes, she prays a lot, a lot, a lot. <laughs> and she works a lot, but they also have rec every day, right? Because she has to be able to exert that energy, that inertia, so, so as to be able to exhale in, in that prayer. It's very important. So the intramural system certainly is important to the life of, of the campus and Sarah, what about ministries? I know, you know, for everything that we've talked about up to this point, it's, it really has been focused on what it means for us maybe as sons and or daughters of God to be able to just nurture that relationship with Christ. But it's just not about our relationship with Jesus Christ. That's always the starting point, you know, always in God, but in God for other. And Steubenville's constantly looking for ways to be in that in other mode, if, mm -hmm. if you will. Mm -hmm. So I know there's in the spring, there's a mission trip to Ecuador um, mm -hmm. to help an orphanage there. And then just in our dorm room, we all voted. Um, there was like four different options of who we could raise money for. And we all voted. And it's for pregnant mothers who are um, single and awaiting. And we're, we're all, we all have a bottle in our room and we put our extra change in there. And it'll mm. all go to them to help them buy diapers and food and things for their children. Mm. Very like practical. Yes. I, I, I love that. <laughs> you know, when we're in mission, when we're serving others, uh, there's many ways to do that. But in those ways, being practical is, is very important. Now, you had mentioned, I think, when we were together last time, Sarah, about a mission trip. I don't know if that's something that has, has developed or not. Well, I've always wanted to go on a mission trip. Me mm -hmm. and Mary both, actually. Okay. That's like one thing we've always wanted to do. And then we, well, that's one of the reasons I heard when I went to visit Steubenville, they talked about all the mission trips and I was like, well, I'm really supposed to go here because that was something that I really wanted to do. And they offered it in so many different ways. I was like, this is where I'm supposed to be. Mm. Um, so I'm definitely going to go on a mission trip. I'm not sure when, because I, I don't know. I just have to figure that out, but I'm definitely going to go on one. You are looking to get into the nursing program. Yes. Correct. Now, because of that, will you have the opportunity to go to Austria? Yes. Okay. But we can only go next fall semester. Okay. So for our listening audience, Franciscan University of Steubenville has a campus in Austria, in, in Gamin, Austria. Mm -hmm. It is a beautiful campus, a, um, a former, I think, Cartesian monastery, uh -huh. my memory serves me correct. And so, yeah, students get to go there for a whole semester, and basically they study for four days and travel the other three every weekend. So it's a pretty amazing experience. So so you're looking to potentially do that. Yes. So okay. obviously it's the same It's the same tuition, but then buying a plane ticket over there and traveling is on your own. So I need to raise money for it, mm -hmm. but it's something I think I really want to do. And Mary, too. Like, we mm -hmm. both really want to do that. So I have a job over at Franciscan, working, making money at that. And then when I come home from the summer, I'll probably be working from making money. And then mm -hmm. I think I'll be able to do it. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So what are you doing in Steubenville, job-wise? Uh, <laughs> custodial. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so. you want to know what? <laughs> There's I, I remember I started in the custodial <laughs> department doing that kind of thing. And then I ended up in, in the post office. <laughs> But uh, you want to know what? Hey, any way to make a dollar, that's for sure. Yes. It keeps you honest. <laughs> so, Sarah, what other aspect have we not touched upon as it relates to 
life on campus, things that have maybe struck you, maybe something to share with our listening audience that has really lifted you up in, in a time of, of need, or maybe some other ministry that Steubenville has been a part of. You know, I know in the culture today, there's a lot of things that are going haywire. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is, this is no secret. And Steubenville usually is doing something to counter that. I don't know if that's being talked about on campus a whole lot, ways in which to combat the culture of death. And I always define, Sarah, the culture of death because this can be a phrase people say, what do you mean culture of death? Culture of death is simply a culture where there's a profound absence of love, Mm. okay? And when there's a profound absence of love, yes, I mean, you're going to have things like abortion, uh, assisted suicide, and the like. Well, just one thing, the they have speakers come in. So four speakers are going to be coming in this semester. Mm, okay. So one of them was Jason Everett. Mm-hmm. He came and talked to us about relationships. So he went into detail about that and how, what it means to be a woman, what it means to be a man, and how we're supposed to go out into the world and act upon that, and then mm. in our relationship, how that's supposed to be. How beautiful is that, Sarah? I mean, so many colleges and universities today, they're promoting this culture of death, huh? And here you have someone coming and speaking about the beauty of relationships. I love that. And then um, an abortion survivor came in and talked to us. Mm. So that's really hitting on the topic of um, the culture of death because she is also one of the most joyful people I've ever met, Mm. even though she was, there's so much hate towards her Mm. even um her mother even came up to her after and told her she was an embarrassment to the family and she's gotten through so much it's like so inspiring i don't wow that's what's her name oh i can't remember that's why that's the one i was talking about i can't remember her name (laughs) okay it's it's she's the lady october baby was based off of oh okay mm -hmm. okay and she sang a song in that movie Mm-hmm. She came and talked to us, and she was mm. really, really inspiring. Yeah, that's powerful. Yes. <laughs> that's powerful. It was amazing. So did you have the chance to talk to her? Yeah, we Are went you? up and met her afterwards, so okay. we shook her hand. And she has cerebral palsy, actually, so oh. she can't. She has a hard time walking. Mm. But, yeah, she shook her hand. She was so happy and joyful. She sang a song for us. Mm. Yeah. That's beautiful. It's a beautiful voice. Yeah. Yeah, joy again. Mm-hmm. You know, joy again. It, it's that, It's that. well, Benedict puts it so well, you know, in his last volume of Jesus of Nazareth, he says, joy is the first proclamation of the New Testament. Mm-hmm. You know, why would he say that? Well, really the gift of the New Covenant Church, the, the Catholic Church, Sarah, the great gift is, is the grace of God, the gift of the Holy Spirit. Well, the word grace, you know, the Greek charis is the same word we get joy. You know, the angelic salutation from the angel Gabriel to Mary is kekaritomenikaris. Some translate it as rejoice, O highly favored one, others as hail full of grace. Mm. So there, there you can kind of get a clue there. Rejoice, full of grace. Joy and grace, they belong together. They belong together. So when you have a life that is living in God's grace, God's goodness, what is going to naturally pour out from that life is joy. And there's nothing in this world that that can take away from that because if you're living in god if you as you know the aforementioned personal encounter with jesus christ joy is just going to come from that and uh, you can't force it to you know you can't uh, this gal who, who gives her her talk mm-hmm. um father nathan she, he just doesn't 
wake up one day and say, I'm going to be joyful today. No, this is just who he is. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the Father Nathan I knew 20 years ago, <laughs> right? Uh, this gal, it's just who she is. I think we all have people in our lives that are just joyful. And there's something about that person that everyone wants to be around. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, it's why we, we're talking about them. If you think about it, Sarah, you've mentioned two people, yeah. right? <laughs> and those two people that you've mentioned, you've mentioned because of this proclamation of the New Testament, this proclamation of the New Testament joy. And uh, oh, by the way, speaking of joy, Gianna Jessen is the name. Uh, Gianna Jessen, she spoke at the Walk for Life West Coast. I did not know she was the one who, um, who the whole movie October Baby was based upon. Now, Sarah, you mentioned her singing a song. What was that song that she sang? Yes. Oh, and I have a video of it. I have a video. I'll play it for you if you would like. Of course, of course, (laughs) of course. So to set this up for our listening audience, this is Gianna Jessen singing at what? Probably the J.C. Williams Center in Steubenville. Okay. Singing. You are my sunshine. Okay. We're going to cue this for our listening audience. This is some uh, serious unplugged radio right here. Let us give us a second here. Oh, that was totally awesome, Sarah. (laughs) Now, Sarah, Gianna Jessen, how did they try to abort her? Because it's all the more amazing that she can sing as she can based upon how they tried to terminate her. Um, They injected her with her mother with something. The baby would suck it in and it would burn her from the inside out. That's how they tried to abort her. So the fact that she can now sing sing is truly, truly an amazing thing. Um, Powerful, powerful stuff. And again, 
you know, this is the kind of thing that you're gonna, going to encounter. We've already used that word encounter mm-hmm. as Steubenville. So with that, let us close with a word of prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. All glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. And God bless you. Thanks for listening to Seeds of Truth, heard every evening, Monday through Friday at 6.30 p.m. If you'd like to hear this program or find out how you can help support Seeds of Truth, the website is joeholcraft.org.